Welcome, friends. I'm Reverend Tim Earhart, and this is Daily Bible Reflections for November 11, 2023. Today's Gospel lesson is from Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 to 14. The End of the World Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things? he asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time many will turn away from the faith, and will betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I am suspicious when it comes to end-time gurus. I find most of them to be false teachers, trying to scare people into their own little group, like a bunch of nuts in a fruitcake. Yet, Jesus is an end-time preacher, giving an answer to those who asked him about the future and how things will literally shake up and shake out at the end of the world. So because I trust Jesus when he lays out what will happen, I believe there is a time coming when there shall be a judgment of the living and the dead. Christ's disciples had heard Jesus pronounce doom on the Jerusalem temple and wanted to know about when this was going to happen, along with the signs leading to it. Jesus then went on to tell them about a much bigger picture than what the disciples were asking for. Jesus described not only the end of the temple, but also the end of the world as we know it. I often find myself warning people about buying into those who constantly and confidently talk of the end, as if they have the inside track on it. Jesus did the same, so I'll take my cues from him. Notice the warnings he offered his disciples concerning signs of the end time. Don't let anybody fool you. Watch out for deceivers. False teachers are those who claim to be Christians and have insider information from all their great study. Stay clear of them. Their sense of superiority, because of their supposed knowledge, will trick many people. Don't be fooled by them. And don't be afraid. Anyone who pays any sort of attention to the news, whether local, national, or international, is likely to be concerned about the state of our world. 
We may even become terrified. But Jesus wants us to avoid being fearful all the time. And that will only happen if we listen as much or more to him than we do people who whip up a frenzy and get us all upset, much like talk radio hosts <clears throat> do to their audiences, or hack preachers do to spiritually vulnerable Christians. We can be wise and discerning without being fearmongers and constantly worried. In times of crisis and disaster, Christians really ought to be the calmest people on the planet. Psalm 27.3 says, Armies may surround me, but I won't be afraid. War may break out, but I will trust you. Wars, rumors of wars, coups, famines, and earthquakes happen. All these and more are signs, just like a woman with labor pains about to give birth. When we look ahead, we may feel apprehensive, upset, and afraid with pain. But our fear will eventually give way to joy. Before things get better, things will get a lot worse. Disaster and destruction will lead to the renewal of all things. The world will hate you. Because there is fear and deception, the church will become an oppressed victim. The world hates those who truly follow Christ. All that has been simmering underground will break out in persecution against believers. So it ought not surprise any Christian or any church when there is intolerance and disdain against them. Anyone following Jesus should expect the same treatment he received in his last days on earth. Many quote-unquote Christians will turn against each other and hate each other. They will drop out and refuse association with Christ or his church. The outside pressure will become intense enough to force a crumbling of the church on the inside. Parishioners will tear each other to pieces. Unfortunately, the world's hate leads to the church's apostasy, a turning away from faith. And this situation is a ripe situation for false teachers to rise and have their way. People will glory in their shame. But the ones who stick it out will be saved. The true believer holds on to faith despite the intense pressure of hatred. This isn't salvation by works. It's salvation by a faith that is authentic, genuine, and the real deal. This faith remains as a testimony to all that love still exists and will never be extinguished. And then the end will come. There shall always be the good news in the middle of all the terribly bad news. Divine sovereignty will always be above the world's hate and disorder. Therefore, let the believer be the herald of good news and give themselves to the mission of faith grace, hope, and love in Christ. No matter where or when you locate the time of great tribulation, it is always open season on gospel proclamation. God will make something out of nothing. Trouble, hardship, oppression, persecution, and death are the signs of the end. Now is the time for faith and patience. Now is the opportunity to love with the light that penetrates the darkness of hate.
O eternal God, you are the light of the minds that know you, the joy of the hearts that love you, and the strength of the wills that serve you. Grant us to know you that we may truly love you, to love you so that we may truly serve you, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.